What's going on boys and girls? I'm Aaron Brown, and I just wanted to talk about it. What is going on guys? It has been a while. Oh my goodness. If I were to guess, just from like personal feeling how long it's been since my last podcast, I'd say about five months, give or take, you know, a few days or so. Anyway, I'm back. I've missed you. You've probably missed me. Probably. Since I've been gone, I've kind of realized how important first introductions are and first, you know, opening monologues are when you're like starting to flirt or talk to somebody. Case in point, um, the other day I posted a video of myself on Snapchat, like I always do, talking about stuff like I do here, and this girl swiped up, right? And she, she said, hey, nice eyebrows, which is just bananas as an introduction, in my opinion, because like, how crazy insulting, like she ignored what I was talking about, saw my whole face, saw my hair, saw the jawline, and she went, wow. I'm going to go with eyebrows as the thing I'm going to point out. I mean, my eyebrows are all right, but it's no jawline. So then I replied back, LOL, thanks. I don't know. I thought that would be good. And then she said, haha, wasabi. Like, what's up? But she said, wasabi. So needless to say, I just kind of left it there because first she's just you know, enamored with my eyebrows, and then she tells me wasabi. That's not good for me. But she's not at fault here, really, because I have issues too. The other day I was talking to this girl for the first time, and she said, uh, hey, what's going on? And then I sent her a gif of myself. You know, I think it was the one with like, me doing like a piece or something like that. And then the very next day I was telling somebody else about it, and I'm like, Aaron, you didn't start talking to this girl by giving her a gif of yourself, did you? That's exactly what I did and they didn't think that was a good idea. So, nobody's perfect. So over the 4th of July weekend, I had family come in town, and whenever they're in town, we kind of go out to Foley, do like the outlets and stuff like that. It doesn't matter. So my whole family went to the Tanger outlets, if you're from around here, you know, the Tanger outlets out in Foley. We go out there, and they have like this kitchen store there, right? So we go into the kitchen store. I hate the kitchen store, by the way. It's one of the most boring stores there. And I look around the entire store, and there's timers everywhere. There's just boxes of timers. So obviously, I have to set all of them. So there, all of the boxes in there, I start setting the timers for just various times starting at like 15 minutes. I set at least four boxes worth of timers going off at different times starting off in 15 minutes. So after I do all this, I walk up to my mom. So I get I get really close to her and go, hey, um, there's boxes of timers all over this place. And they're all set to go off at different times. The first one going off in 15 minutes. We have to be out of here in 14 minutes. Do you understand? We were out of there in 10. But, like, imagine the poor workers there through that hour of just nonsensical, just ringing and dinging and man so i got a truck while we've been gone i got a truck it's a black ford ranger and her name is brandy and she's a fine girl i just wanted to talk about it so <laughs> here's the thing about brandy i got brandy 
from a person, not a dealership. Like I went over to Gulf Breeze and bought it from somebody. And I didn't tell my dad this, but I guess I'm going to tell the story now because it's the podcast. What else are we going to do? So my dad and I go over to Gulf Breeze. We get the truck and something happened uh, that we couldn't get the title transferred to my name yet. So I couldn't get the title and I didn't have my own license plate on it. So I had to literally drive it back with the other people's license plates still on it and no insurance. So it's kind of not dangerous, but you know, like I had to be really careful. So we get to about, um, we get like right to downtown and then I got a call from Cam, which it was his birthday that day and we were going to meet at the Wahoo stadium. So it's right there. Like I don't want to, I didn't want to have to drive all the way home, get the other car and drive all the way back. So we pull over into Joe Patty. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to have to drive you know, all the way home and then come back. I'm going to park the car here. They'll pick me up, and I'm just going to have to drive the truck the same amount of time just later on in the day. He was like, all right, fine. You're an adult. You do whatever you want. So I parked the truck at Joe Patty. We go to the game, and then it was kind of a, it was kind of a boring game. So we left the game early. Uh, and they went to drop me back off with my truck. So we we go back to Joe Patty, and the gates are closed. The parking lot is empty, and it's just my truck in the middle of the parking lot. And I'm just like, oh, crap. Like, I just got the truck, and I've already lost it. It's <laughs> It's in the middle of the parking lot. So we drive around the other side of the Joe Patty parking lot, and there's a small opening. Like, they're still locking up and stuff. So Cam drops me off there, and as they're, like, closing the gate, like, I, I somehow get out of it. <laughs> like, it was literally my first day with the truck, and I almost locked it in the Joe Patty parking lot on the 3rd of July, you know, the day before one of their busiest days of the year. And that's not even the end of it. So I get the insurance and everything on it, right? And I take it to work. I open that Monday morning, and... I'm just used to the cars that turn off the headlights automatically, and my truck didn't have that. So I drove my truck to work that morning, and I left my lights on. And (laughs) I went to show Eric my car later on that day, and my car was just dead. He had to give me a jump, like my third day with the truck. I haven't had any issues since then. It was just a bad luck streak on my part. Speaking of Eric, he keeps talking about this podcast since the last episode. Oh my goodness. Every single time he talks to me about the podcast, he acts like we're on the podcast. And I don't understand. He acts like everyone's listening to us, but no no one's there. He's like speaking to an audience that doesn't exist. It's kind of entertaining, but kind of, I don't know. I just want to talk about it. But going back to like relationships and stuff, um, guys... After 21 years, I finally made a commitment to some swim trunks. That's right. I bought a new pair of swim trunks, and they're awesome. See, the thing with me is, and if you've known me at all, you know how I am with this. Swim trunks and shoes are two things I cannot commit to because, like, I don't buy those things very often. I don't buy shoes. I don't buy swim trunks very often. So it takes a lot for me to, like, spend money on them. Like, swim trunks can be, like, you know, 20 to $30. Shoes can be, you know, $60 to, you know, they're crazy prices. And I really have to be sure if I like a shoe or not. Because, like, imagine me 
making that much of a commitment to a shoe because I'm going to have these shoes for the next four years. So I have to really love these shoes. I just have a lot of commitment issues. So imagine how I am with people. Like if I can't even commit to a shoe, it's fine. Everything's fine. No, but really I have this deal with the Dixons, uh, these two girls I know. Uh, they both have like, they're both in relationships. And I keep telling them, whenever I finally get in a relationship, we're going to have like a triple date and we're all going to go horseback riding. And I'm really excited about it. So if you're into horseback riding, text me. We can talk more about it. So I think I talked about the DMV on the last podcast. Going back, I had literally had to go back to the DMV because, you know, I was talking about like my title and everything. So I left work early one day. Uh, it was actually Thursday. It was a payday, right? And that morning I was like, guys, like that paycheck that I just got is it was pretty solid because the paycheck I had gotten previously to that wasn't very much because I had to take off days of work. So like this, the next paycheck I got was like awesome. So I was like, yes. So I was like, guys, I got this awesome paycheck. Like I'm not bragging about it, but it's pretty good. So then I went to the DMV and got my title and my, my license plate and everything like that. That paycheck, it's, it was gone. Like basically all of it, all of it was just, was just gone. So I got back to work and my one friend looked at me and goes, so uh, they took all your money, didn't they? And I said, yeah, yeah, they did. They probably heard me on my last podcast about like the whole money thing where it's like, you'll pay them whatever they want because you have nothing to offer them. That's probably it. You know, people are just nuts with cars. They really are. People are just like, nobody really knows how cars work. I'm just going to be honest. Nobody actually knows. Even the people that build the cars are just kind of like, I guess this goes here. So the other day, a car came through the drive-thru, obviously, and it was a Saturday morning. We were really slow. I'm going to say this is about 6.30. The car gets to the window, and the engine just stops, which is actually a common occurrence. It happens, like, at least once every two weeks. So the car gets to the window. The car just stops working. So then Nick and Seth are like, all right, we're just going to go outside and start the car really fast. Like, no big deal. We'll just push it out of the drive-thru. happens literally all the time. We're used to it by now. So they go to go outside, and the guy goes, no, 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 I got it, it'll start. This dude, at 6.30 in the morning, in the middle of a drive-thru, gets out of his car, gets a wrench, and starts beating the crap out of his engine with a wrench, just hoping it's going to start. And he's, he's so confident that it will start, and we've got like a full you know line in the drive-thru, so he just keeps beating the car with the wrench, and then... Obviously, it doesn't start because this isn't a cartoon in the 30s. So the guy pushes his car out of the drive-thru by himself. And then we just kept going with our day. Who knows if it ever started working again. So if you see a guy around town beating his car with his wrench, just know he wants no help. We get some pretty interesting people that come through the drive-thru. There's one that I just learned about. And every single time he drives up, he just goes, I, it's me. But nobody knows who he is. He just uh, he just drives up. All right, it's me. I kind of want to go into like every situation like that. Like I want to walk into Walmart and like throw something on the floor and be like, all right, guys, it's me. But, you know, obviously no one knows who I am in the middle of a Walmart. Unless this podcast really takes off and then I'll be, you know, recognized at all the Pensacola Walmarts. Hopefully not. The other day, this uh, guy came through the drive-thru and he had a kayak on the top of his car. So Taquana looked at him and went, hey man, I like your canoe. 
and he looked at her and said, hey, it's a kayak. So then the next day, he comes back through, and Taquana looks at him and goes, hey man, I like your kayak. And then this man continues to try to get her to go kayaking with him, which is just baffling that, you know, you're in a drive through and this girl says, hey, you got a nice kayak, and you proceed to try to ask her out on a kayaking date. I have all the respect for him, but it's ridiculous. If I could just get serious for a moment, imagine waking up in the morning, imagine looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, hey man, you drive a Fiat. Wow, that's sad. Something I don't really understand about this generation is their need for affirmation about like everything, like just in a normal workplace. So like, let's just say you're a mailman, all right? And you deliver the mail. And then you want to go out of your way to, like, let everyone know that you delivered the mail. And you want, like, extra, like, you know, applause for delivering the mail. Come on, man. You're the mailman. It's what you do. I'm not going to, like, come give you an award for delivering the mail. You're the mailman. And we all know that the rain or sleet and snow stuff is just BS anyway, so you don't need an award. You're just doing your job. You're doing what you paid to do. Just clock in, clock out. It's easier for everybody especially if you're a USPS kind of mailman. They don't care about nothing. They just, they don't care. UPS, though, okay, that, okay, they're pretty cool. UPS, like, with their tracking on the packages now, where you can, like, see where it is in the neighborhood, that's pretty dope. But you don't need an award for doing the job that you were hired to do. Come on. Ridiculous. Has anyone ever seen those posts about, like, let's just say a movie just came out, and it's like, the end of Avengers Endgame explained. What is the, what's the point of that? Why? How stupid are you that you need to have a person explain an ending of a movie to you, like, for every single movie? Like, just the simplest of movies are like, Spider-Man Far From Home ending explained. Do you really need somebody to explain that? Really? I don't get it. I, how sad would that be to have to go home and you're like, I, you know what? I just don't understand. Did, did they win or not? Is Thanos actually dead? I need someone to explain it to me. Yes, he's dead. Explanation over. Move on with your life. What's the point of V-necks? Like, I understand I'm an avid, you know, V-neck wearer. I'm a, you know, I, I wear V-necks. It's all right. But, like, what happens to a little part of cloth that's, like, cut out of the V-neck? You know, it's not really a crew neck anymore. What happens to that little thing? Like, for every V-neck, do you save enough cotton to, like, make a whole shirt? What are the rules? I just, I want to know. What what happens to that little part of it? Are we going to, are we going to build, like, a town with all the little pieces that we saved from the V-necks? Where does it go? I need answers. Please. So if you know where all the little parts that are cut out of the V-neck go, let us know. Call in. Send it to our P.O. box. Thank you. When Zach and I were younger, we actually shared a room together for a little bit. Um, for the first pff, nine years of my life, probably, we shared a room. And I remember for this, this time, we had a Three Stooges wall clock that our grandmother got Zach. And... That's not the issue. It's a, It was a Three Stooges wall clock, which is, you know, kind of weird for, you know, now, now if you think about it. But he was really big into Three Stooges. Doesn't matter. Anyway, we had a Three Stooges wall clock. But the problem with the Three Stooges wall clock was it had a light sensor on it. And every single time, like, the sunrise or, like, you turned on the light, 
it would do like a catchphrase. But it would be so extremely loud. And I just remember like, it'd be like 6 a.m. And then you'd ha- hear like, you know, one of them would be like, you can't fire him. He quit. And it'd be like the loudest thing. But it would never wake us up. It would like wake up our dad. And I remember like waking up in the middle of like the morning. And my dad's like, just like trying to rip the batteries out of the clock. It just, it wasn't a good time. So we got, needless to say, we got rid of that clock. Nowadays, Zach and I don't really share a room because we're, you know, both adults, but that's fine. It's funny because he's seven years older than me, but we've hit a point where we kind of like plateaued in like which one looks older than the other one, I guess, because it happens all the time. People like one day someone asked if I was the older one, which is ridiculous. Another problem that Zach and I have is my brother's a worship leader. So anytime he goes to church and plays places with like his band and stuff like that, um, they'll look at like Trevor, who is on the drums, Zach, who sings and plays guitar. And then they'll look at me and they'll be like, hey, you did a great job, you know, today leading worship. And it happens all the time. And it's ridiculous because um, like just just the other week he played and he like left afterwards and people were just coming up to me, like just grab, like tapping me on the back and just like grabbing me and holding and hugging me. And they're like, oh, my God, you did such a good job leading this morning. And I just I don't correct them anymore. I just say thank you and keep going. Like I I get it. I did a good job. You know, I really I really led the room there. I take the compliment. It feels nice. So my brother and I actually have little like dents in our chest. Like it's we have holes like just in the middle of our chest, which we were just born with. But when we were younger, uh, we always told people we had like a football accident and stuff like that. Because if you grab a football and grab it and like put it in the middle of like our chest, it's like that's the perfect like the point of the football fits perfectly in the middle of our chest. So Zach used to tell people it was like a football injury. And then I, when I was younger, I'd be like, you ever seen Iron Man? You know, like the little thing that he put on his chest? Yeah, that happened to me when I was younger. So yeah, I just, that was a very short story, but I've got a hole in my chest. That's interesting. Tell your sister about it. Hold on, wait, tell your sister about it. That's that's one of those catchphrases that I I've had since I was like really young. So back, this was like, shoot, this was like sixth grade. Um, there was this kid at church. His name was Rozzy, and Rozzy's sister was hot. Rozzy's sister was hot. So any single time I was hanging out with Rozzy and I did anything, I'd be like, hey, Rozzy, see that? Tell your sister about it. And I really thought that I, like, had created that. I've been, You know, that was sixth grade, so how long ago was that? Uh, you know, eight years ago, seven years ago? Anyway. I thought I had created that catchphrase. I was like, dude, it's so funny. Tell your sister about it. I was watching Benchwarmers the other day, and David Spade was like, yeah, you see that? I think it was like foul ball. Tell your sister about it. I was like, oh, crap. I really thought I created this catchphrase, and it was just like in my subconscious from Benchwarmers all those years ago. You know, my father took me to see benchwarmers in theaters i was like six or seven years old <laughs> and now you like look back at the movie i was like wow there's, there's a lot of inappropriate things that a seven-year-old probably shouldn't be li- like watching but anyway it was a funny movie i thought it was funny at the time and i still do i actually got in trouble for saying that catchphrase at work one time um <laughs> i did something i was like yeah tell your sister about it and apparently the guest in the window heard it and didn't think it was very funny and i got pulled aside and they were like hey you can't say that in front of the guests anymore so now I don't so the other day at work it was just a really long and just tiring day it happens all the time you know it's work 
at the end of the day, I was trying to count registers and I just kept getting pulled away. It was just getting really frustrating. And then finally, like the phone rang and no one else was like around to answer it. So I was like, fine, I guess I'll answer the phone. So I answer the phone. I'm like, hey, thank you for choosing Chick-fil-A and Boulevard. This is Aaron. How many serve you today? And the person on the phone is like, hey, can I place an order? I was like, all right, is it like a catering order or is it like a regular menu item? And they were like, I, I guess just menu item. I was like, all right, then we have the app. You can, you know, just place a mobile order there. It's going to be a lot faster, a lot more accurate. So just place it there. I was really just trying to get them off the phone because I was busy. So like, just do it that way. And they're like, is there any other, other way to do it? I'm like, yeah, I guess we got like waiter. They're like, all right, is there another way I can place it? And I'm like, good Lord. I said, all right, we got DoorDash. What, what? They're like, can't you just take my order over the phone? I said, fine, I will take your order over the phone. So I get over the register. I'm like, what can I get for you today? And they're like, all right, I want the uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich. I'm like, all right, got the sandwich. And I'm like, and they're like, we want some fries. And I said, all right, what size fry? And they said, your mom's size fry. And they hung up. And I was so upset because, all right, I was so busy and it took like, 10 minutes for them to get to this joke because I just kept trying to like phone them away. I just did not want to talk to them. So it took all this time for them to finally get to the punchline and then their punchline was your mom size. That's just lazy comedy. Afterwards, I thought it was kind of funny because like I just wouldn't let them get to their stupid punchline. Like I just wouldn't let them prank me, which is kind of a win on my part. But so if you're going to prank call me, at least, you know, be clever about it. I feel like we're in a like generation where I feel like every single phone call should just have the caller ID of the name of the person. Like we are in the 21st century now. It is 2019. Why can't we just get past, you know, like the wireless caller type stuff? Why can't you just say the name of the person that's calling? Cuz like you know, it it would really like prevent catfishing, right? People still catfish? I don't know. <laughs> so um back in high school, there was this kid, right? Um, and he decided to, you know, catfish from the high school, obviously. And if you remember, you know, my, my high school was super weird, super small, super sheltered. And I mean, catfishing wouldn't be the worst thing ever from the school until the person shows up at the school. The dude showed up at the school. This grown man showed up at the school looking for this younger boy that he had catfished from our school. So obviously that didn't go over well. And like we got in trouble for it, like I did, because like um, you weren't really supposed to have your phone. So the fact that he has his phone and he's catfishing from the school with that phone, we all get in trouble because we have our phones. Because one day our friend Cam like came by to drop off something. They're like, well, you know, you can't you're not allowed to call people to the school now. I remember that like we got in trouble for it. I said in front of the entire class after she got mad at us because we let cam come to the school i said it's not like we were catfishing from the school and that was the big debate that day so don't catfish from a school because they might show up they'll probably show up and then you get in trouble and then the other people get in trouble so don't do it you know high school is a while ago for me now you know it's been like what is it it's only been like two years, almost three years. It seems like a lot longer though, like especially now that I'm 20. Like I work with a lot of kids, like I work with like a lot of 16 year olds to be more exact. And it's it's only a four years difference, but it feels like such a different crowd now. Like I don't understand what they're talking about. 
Like, I work with all these kids, and they tell me these phrases, and I don't know what they mean, and I'll have to, like, look them up on Urban Dictionary like a mom later on. Like, the other day, someone called me the most, and I did not know what that meant. Like, from the context, I realized, like, it probably meant, like, extra, because, you know, it's me. I'm making my podcast right now. I am the most extra. But they were like, you're just the most. You're being the most right now. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I did something else. They're like, wow, that's a full send. I'm like, what do, what do these things mean? Goodness. Or, like, you know, these these people do, like, stuff. And I'm just, like, such a dad. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, ridiculous. I don't know. I just, I just need to talk about how it's only been, like, four years since I was that age. But it feels like such a different, like crowd now and it's 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 weird you know that I'm getting older and this is what it's like now and also now that I'm getting older it's getting weirder when like like a scambia girls come through the drive-thru and they're like wink at me I'm like dude no like you're you're 12 like no 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 I don't I don't care for this stop it so as I you know continue to get you know more and more involved in my job you know I'm you know, doing more and more responsibilities. I'm kind of learning what it's like to deal with all sorts of different types of situations and problems and that kind of stuff, you know, I've never had to deal with before. Because I'm only 20, so the fact that I'm, like, leading a group of, you know, 60 people a week and not at the same time, you know, a lot of people in one given week, and it's kind of weird that I'm just some, you know, 20-year-old kid that just lucked into this job because he could put chicken in a bag really well. It's, it's kind of interesting. I've gotten most of my, like, leadership material from Emilio Estevez in Mighty Ducks. Like, uh, I've talked about doing, like, the whole, you know, head high, stand tall, fly straight. But now, at the beginning of every shift, I get everyone in the circle and we do, like, the quack, 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 ducks. And everyone's really into it. And now people in the back are, like, wanting to come up and do with me. It just makes me feel good that Emilio has not let me down yet. All right, so one more story before we go. So the past few weeks, I've had to go on, like, different kinds of uh, business trips and stuff for, you know, Chick-fil-A and all that. This most recent one, we went to actually corporate, which is really cool. Um, So Scott actually dropped us off at this big, you know, nice hotel, and he went and stayed with his brother in Georgia. So he dropped us off, and he dropped us off at, like, 6 o'clock. So we had, like, the whole night just to do, you know, whatever we wanted. So we... (laughs) We were, like, just messing around the hotel and stuff. They had this, like, business center. We shoved our faces on the scanner. We made copies of our face. You know, just stuff. Um, so we are just running around. We're messing around in the gym and stuff like that. So it gets to be about midnight, right? And me and my roommate try to go back to our rooms. But our room keys don't work. And we're, all we are, we're in swim trunks. We don't have our wallets. We don't have our anything. So our room keys don't work. And we go down to the front desk. And we're like, hey, um... We got locked out of our room, and our room keys aren't working. And he goes, okay, what's the room? And we're like, you know, 417. He's like, okay, and what's it under? And we're like, uh, Scott Frazier. And they're like, all right, so where's Mr. Frazier? And we're like, uh, he's not here. He, uh, we're his employees. He dropped us off, and it's midnight, and he's asleep, so he can't really call him. Um, can you just, can you let us in? And he goes, well, I'm going to need his ID. If I'm going to let you back in the room and we're like, look, um, can you just like let us in the room and we can just show you our IDs there? We don't have them with us. So he goes, OK, I'm going to send security up there and they're going to let you in that room. But you're going to have to both show proof of ID. <laughs> so the guy lets us back in the room. Um, 
we have to go find our wallets. We get our wallets and like held up my ID, like made the same face I was making the ID. He didn't find it very funny. I thought it was quite humorous. Um, so we did that and uh, yeah, Scott didn't have to be called. I don't think we ever told him about it. So we're all good. So I guess that's where we're going to end things. Um, yeah, I promise not to go eight months without doing one of these again. Uh, I'm Aaron Brown and we'll talk about it next time. <laughs>